it's time for the business news now. Ko takuho and INA, ko Nona Peltier. Nona joins me in the studio to talk all things business. Let's start with the financial services industry. Uh, it thinks the government has struck the right balance with proposed changes to cut red tape while still protecting consumers. Well, that sounds like some red tape right there, Nona. It does, doesn't it? Well, there is an awful lot of red tape in the financial services sector. Uh, one of the things that's going to change, a big part of what the change is going to be, is the conduct of institutions, which was brought in. It's still coming into force. It, it's known as the COFI. And what is it adds all sorts of layers of regulations, uh, licensing, extra costs, and all sorts. And really, in the end, is it benefiting the consumers? That's hard to say because it turns out the uh, credit and contracts reform that came in in 2021, it's known as the triple CFA, has seen a lot of consumers who should have got loans not get them because they didn't meet the threshold to qualify. And there was one example that the minister speaking to the Financial Services Council conference today said, which I think really brings it home, was that it used to take a couple hours to process, say, a small loan of maybe 500 or or $1,000. It now takes eight hours to do the same thing because there's so many boxes to tick. Now, the Financial Markets Authority are going to have a different and somewhat changing role in that their job is going to be to assist the industry to deliver the right outcomes rather than, you know, have them come up with, say, you know, three different licenses across an organization that maybe only has five employees. So there'll be, um, I guess, more like, you know, when you get a driver's license and you've, in you, you've got endorsed to, you know, drive a truck and uh, maybe a motorcycle plus a car. It'll be more like that. So you'll have a license that covers more things. That's the idea. That's going to cut a lot of red tape and that is going to save businesses money. And the idea is, is that if businesses are saving money, more people will come into the financial services sector and consumers will be better off because they'll have a streamlined service. More people who deserve to have loans will get them. That's the idea behind all of these changes. Uh, it's going to be difficult to see how it all comes into force because it turns out we've got a new government with a big agenda of legislation. Parliament only sits so many times. We'll see what the priorities are, but expect some changes. There's also going to be a review of the Kiwi Saver Plan in the mid middle of the year. Don't know exactly what that's going to be about, but it's going to include things like, for example, how better to use some of the capital that New Zealanders invest in Kiwi Saver. So it's massive uh, change in store in that space. Let's talk about business confidence, not unrelated. It has improved, but the outlook is a little changed. What does the latest um, numbers tell you? Well, people have a better outlook. Businesses are a little feeling a little bit more positive about 2024. I think the new government coming in helped that. But the inflation expectations are not positive in the sense that that's what the Reserve Bank's going to be very concerned about. Expectations when it comes to inflation are incredibly important. If people's expectations are for inflation to remain at this time 4.3%, that's not what the Reserve Bank wants to hear. It doesn't want to hear that retailers are planning to raise prices. No 
doesn't want to hear any of that. And that's what we're seeing with business confidence, that retailers are still expecting to raise prices. And, for example, the other thing, and we've talked about this before, uh, shipping costs are going up again because of the disruptions in the most critical ports in the world. We're talking about the Panama Canal and the Suez Canal and the Red Sea, etc. These are all concerns that are going to fuel up inflation yet again. And as long as inflation remains high, interest rates remain high, that's not good news for our economy. It's not great news for consumers. It's not good news for business. So that's why it's mixed. There you go, Lisa. Okay, joggers on for the markets, please. Well, unlike uh, New Zealand, the Australian uh, inflation came out at 4.1% which is pretty darn good. Uh, that's considering the September quarter was at 5.4. What did that do? Well, it means that the Reserve Bank in Australia is less likely to raise interest rates. And so that saw the New Zealand dollar rise against the, the Australian, 93.1 today, Australian, uh, and 48.2 British pence. Now, the U.S. dollar story is still uh, a story about what the U.S. Federal Reserve does overnight. We're going to hear what their rate increases are or aren't. And so we're sitting there at 61.1 U.S. cents. Well, the U.S. dollar is very, very strong. In the markets, we are down about a third of a percent. That's what we've seen in Asia. So that's a 42-point drop to 11,872. Thank you, Nona. Now, I'm no economist, but I do know a two-for-one is always a good deal. So people who are listening rather than watching, we've got a special guest in the control room. Johnny can probably help me with this. Nona's sister's here watching today. Hi, Nona's sister. Two peas in a pod. Here you go, Nona. Thank you so much for business. My sister's really good for the economy. She's a tourist and she's spending money. <laughs> Fantastic okay, to go. hear. Thank you, Nona. 